Hi there. Hi there. Hi there. The great tit is a bird. The great tit is a bird. The great tit is a bird. It took four hours, but the lightning finally stopped. My flight finally left Mayaka, and I slept like a log. Without pills. Weird, right? I know what you'd say, Mamai. You'd say, you're healing, cheeky. I'm not so sure about that. Now I'm on my layover in a fancy airport with a big, fancy, duty-free mall. Not just one, a whole mall of duty-free stores. Fancy clothes, fancy luggage, fancy shoes. Tuka types, like TK Gold. He didn't look or dress super fancy. He looked more like a wobbly wood sitcom dad than a tycoon, but he caused a certain kind of chain reaction. When he came around NCC, Professor Sukaris got tense and stood straighter. Then Karn did the same. Then all the grad students were standing at attention. C'est the world-renowned TK, said Jacques, whose accent always got heavier when he was nervous. TK had a greeting for everyone. He high-fived Jacques, clapped Norm's back, bumped Jason's fist, gave Karin a neck squeeze, and smiled at Medina and me. He had that kind of slow-baked, shrimpy skin you only see on pale people. He wore a navy sweatshirt emblazoned with the word Tahina in block letters, and he said something like, I hear you've been productive this summer. I hadn't expected him to actually have a sitcom dad voice. What does TK do? I scribbled in my notebook for Medina to see. Hotels, charities, money, Medina wrote back. The tendons came out in her hand. She was gripping her pen so hard. So what brings you to our neck of the woods? Professor Sucharis asked, sounding kind of fake jolly. TK said, is the imprinting ready to try? I was about to write Medina, what's imprinting? When Jacques asked out loud, what's imprinting? Norm side-eyed him, a fool I told you a million times look and said that imprinting was the use of repeated electrical stimulation to retrain the brain. The professor side-eyed TK Gold and said, not yet. TK said, all annoyed, that he wanted the imprinting ready in two weeks because it would be the centerpiece of a private demo day at his hotel. Chad Stoma and Elmore Hutz would be in town and they wanted a giant demo. Medina watched me draw a surprised face in my notebook. Elmore Hudsk was the world's richest man. I wasn't sure who Chad Stoma was. When the professor just stayed silent, TK said, or I'll just fund a different lab to demo for Stoma and Hudsk. I heard Wilhelmina Porter is doing great research here in Mayaka this summer. No, 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 I'll do it, the professor said, but there'd better be good IP security and an open bar. TK clapped the professor on the back and said, we're building it all for you right now. So it'll be at night, Jason asked. 
early evening might be more appropriate, Karin said. Darling, if I could make it midnight, I would, TK said. Happy hour, said Norm. Cocktail hour, Medina corrected, adjusting for the local lingo. TK raised a bushy eyebrow at Medina and said, This is one of them? Professor Sukaris nodded and said, Medina, Renella, I'd like you to go with TK today. Beautiful, TK said. We've prepared special samples for the girls. Samples? said Medina. Chocolate samples. TK touched his finger to the tip of Medina's nose. You like chocolate, I trust? I started dumping recruitment flyers in my backpack, but Professor Sukri said not to bother because data collection was almost done. Mm, this must be the Electro Whiz, TK said. He reached out to touch my shoulder right at my scales, but I pivoted away so that his hand landed on my cheek. Amused, he said. She can fix our light sculpture. Yes, Professor Sukri said. That's a perfect job for Renella. And a good time for the girls to see Tuka since they can't be there on demo day. Why not? TK said. If you want me to demo for Sherpa and Hudsk, we'll need to control access. The girls see everything you're doing here. No, they don't. Sorry, girls, he said to Medina and me. Restricted access protects the data. It still felt weird when he addressed us so directly. I insist that they attend the demo, TK said. Don't we want to encourage more girls in science and engineering? I already have a group of underprivileged young women who will observe our demo day. It'll be an excellent educational opportunity for girls. The professor didn't like that and was like, uh, that would violate our security protocol, the one you helped establish. If you haven't figured it out, Mamai, the professor's whole security protocol thing was BS. The giant didn't have any real security. Medina and I had the helmets at home to prove it. Then it's time to update the protocol, TK said. Girls have important things to contribute and learn, and they should be there. The professor looked like he wanted to say more, but he didn't. Shouldn't someone more senior go with TK? Karin said, clearly irritated that we, not her, were picked for a special thing. No, I need you here to finish the data analysis. And TK wants to show Medina and Ranella his youth program or whatever. I believe the children are our future, TK said, winking at Medina and me, running his hand through his salt and pepper sitcom hair. As TK walked us outside, Medina asked, Tuka's been running a shelter for girls, no? Since the pandemic? I'd never seen Medina look so nervous. And a modeling school, TK said. You two are going to be such a treat for them. He winked at us. You can show them what it's like to be a girl in science. It's Brief Explainer from EBC. I'm Tyrone Bryant. 
Today's question is from Mumbi in Mayaka, who asks, Did scars leak from an American lab? Like with its viral precursors, bird bruise and sads, there's an unsubstantiated lab leak hypothesis about scars. In all three cases, an Empirican military lab supposedly leaked the virus to a former Empirican colony. SCARS is rumored to have leaked from Empirica to a parrot market in the nearby island territory of Bordeaux. Forty years ago, Bird Bruise was rumored to have leaked from Empirica halfway around the world to a poultry market in Isabelina. And 15 years ago, Systemic Acute Dermatitis, or SADS, was rumored to have leaked from Empirica a third of the way around the world to an aviary in Feremnia. There is not enough public data to verify any of these hypotheses. One thing we do know, large Empirican laboratories can be found in these places. In fact, almost all current former Empirican colonies have some kind of military-grade chemical testing facility. Neither the Empirican National Health Service nor the Empirican Defense Ministry have responded to our request for comment. Thanks for your question, Moonbee. Please join us again for a brief explainer from the EBC. A woman in a green minivan waited for us outside. She was as sun-baked as TK, but where he was pink as sushi, she had a perfect tan except for her left cheek, which was almost as pink as his. She waved us over to her window on the driver's side. You two are beautiful enough to be models, she said, brushing her leather-gloved fingers over our cheeks, making my face tingle. Her wrinkled glove was as soft as it looked, as was her face. It looked as soft as her glove. I wanted to touch it. I'm Nadia she said, and I believe you are acquainted with our other beautiful girls. She pressed a button and the van's back door slid open. Arjun and Angelique smiled and waved at us. Brand new school uniforms and little kitten heels had replaced the fraying uniforms they wore last time. The time I zapped them. I wanted to run the other way. I was sure they'd try to get revenge. But Angelique said, hello, and sounded friendly enough. Her dimples cracked her thickly caked makeup. She was rubbing her upper arm, and even though it was covered by her starched sleeve, I could just barely see her tattoo. I must have been gawking, because Medina nudged me. Hi, I coughed out, awkwardly unable to think of anything to say. Medina nudged me into the van, climbed in next to me instead, all fake friendly like, you look nice. She said something in Foremian, a question I didn't understand. Hotalituka, Arjun answered through purple painted lips. She sounded more annoyed than Angelique, though equally as coached. Now girls, we only speak in Perican here so everyone can follow, TK said. Nabuja? Sorry. Medina said. We just don't want anyone to feel left out. TK pressed a button for the car's sound system to start pumping out smooth jazz. I freaking hate smooth jazz, but 
I guess it made a good sonic wall between me and Medina and Angelique and Arjun. I could feel their eyes drilling holes in my back as the van rumbled towards the hotel. I turned around and said to them, I lost my wallet yesterday. Maybe you saw it? Arjun blinked innocently. I haven't, she said. Have you, Jelly? Angelique mirrored Arjun's lash movement and said that she hadn't. In the back, we kept silent for the rest of the long, congested crosstown drive. But TK and Nadia chattered on and on about the foreign dignitaries, famous executives, and prominent scientists scheduled to stay at various Tuca hotels. Nadia fretted about the post-SCARS economy, but TK dismissed her concern. My portfolio's performing brilliantly, he said, and the megastar's been completely worth the investment. I could practically hear Nadia rolling her eyes as she said, it won't work. You haven't read the fruit of the hive enough times, darling, TK said. It will work. This is the time. You and I will make out, well, we'll make a killing. We'll emerge like gods. Stop saying that, Nadia said. Don't you care about our family? TK said, our family is the most important thing in my life. Our family is the fruit of the hive. I'd only skim through the fruit of the hive. It's full of math notation, not my favorite thing to read. Still, I tried to use what little I knew of the book to figure out what the hell they were talking about, but I had no idea. For some reason, I thought of that backroom elamander tank. After Nadia pulled up to the hotel, TK slid the van door open and offered a hand to each girl as she stepped out. I'm good, thanks, I said too brightly, stuffing both my hands in my pockets as I hopped from the van. I almost landed on a monkey as it darted from a nearby waste bin. The presence of outdoor waste bins, particularly lidded outdoor waste bins painted with anti-monkey symbols, made it clear that we were now in the wealthy part of Mayaka. I could feel TK watching me, just like the monkey, chewing the samosa it had found in the trash. staying at Tuca International Hotel. Please hold for just a moment while we connect you with a concierge representative. Did you know that monkeys love stealing food? That's why we encourage all guests to dispose of unwanted meals in our covered waste bins. Monkeys may look cute, but they are just as eager for human food as rats, mice, even cockroaches. And with their opposable thumbs and intelligent minds, Monkeys are far more formidable. You don't want to fight over food with a monkey, so please, dispose of your food properly. TK led us past a manicured lawn, through brass revolving doors, across a red velveted lobby to a large ballroom full of colorful machines. My 
throat got all clenchy, and I was like, you're building a casino? No, darling, we're unbuilding it. We threw a casino-themed ball for Elmore Huts last week. Now we're taking the casino apart and building a high-tech space for your demo day. Nadia pointed to a second ballroom, which had just been opened off the side of the first ballroom. On a stage between the two rooms stood a giant gold and silver wireframe statue of a human head, triangularized like a low-poly video game. With a remote control, Nadia activated grids of tiny lights on the giant head. The positioning of the tiny lights reminded me of the animation I'd watched on Jason's computer, but then the lights stopped. It always does that, Nadia said. It works for a few minutes and then goes out. Well, Electro Whiz, TK said to me. I pulled a travel multimeter from my bag. You know, I'm that nerdy, Mamai. And tested parts of the head for continuity and voltage. I think you have some broken connections. And adding a few capacitors would help smooth the flow. You really are an electro-whiz, TK said, snapping his fingers. A black uniformed woman seemed to appear from nowhere, holding a tray of champagne flutes. We can't drink, I said. Nadia said, don't worry, darling, it's just orange Oza. Another uniformed young woman approached with a tray of chocolates. Yay! TK literally sounded like a little boy. I wanted you girls to try the newest chocolates from our confectionery. He placed a gold-dusted heart in Angelique's mouth and um, he, he kind of like traced her lips with his finger and said, doesn't that taste like heaven? Angelique sucked slowly, making round movements with her jaw as Nadia rubbed her back in circles. It's nice, Angelique said, gracefully despite the chocolate in her mouth. That's a good girl, Nadia said. You'd say that, Mamai, when I did what you wanted. Good girl, you'd say. Such a good girl. And the darker the treat, the sweeter the indulgence, TK said lifting a chocolate towards Medina's mouth, but she sprang out of the way, crashing into Arjun, tumbling them both to the floor. And as I tried to help them up, TK transformed from a sitcom dad to, to something else. His face turned dark red and his neck bulged, his pants bulged. Hair at the back of his head started rising, almost like a peacock's tail, but he didn't look mad. He looked hungry. I wanted to leave so badly, my skin was burning. My swelling throat made it hard to swallow. I pulled Medina's arm, but that only made Medina flinch, Arjun freeze, and Angelique cry out, No! I whirled around, sure that TK was about to do something awful, but it was as if what just happened hadn't happened. He was his more normal shade of pink. He smiled and weirdly reminded me of Poppy. You girls are such a treat, he said, 
sounding hokey, like a sitcom dad. I looked back at the girls. They still looked afraid. At least that meant I wasn't hallucinating. But were they afraid of him or me? Just because you want more from your weekend doesn't mean you need to leave Baltimore. This weekend, bring your friends, bring your family, and treat yourself at Peacock Power Casino and Resort. Take in our famous Rainbow Light Show, indulge in our sushi and steak buffet, and be sure to check out the new game everyone's been talking about, Peacock Power Roulette. A dizzying world of fun awaits you at the Peacock. Book a weekend package today. They're a little afraid of you, cheeky. So why couldn't I stay home? Why did I have to stay in the car? Just in case I need you, you said. Do you remember, Mamai? I was eight. We were parked outside Peacock Casino, and you were leaving me in the car. Again. We'd made our usual walkthrough scan, and I described what I saw and felt around and at the roulette table. Then you brought me back to the car and locked me in with my tablet and said, Mama, I will live stream the whole time. She won't be far. When she finishes, we'll get you something with all our new money. Once you were gone, I watched you live streaming, tried not to be scared or mad, and thought about what I wanted you to get me. You stopped bringing me inside for very long. You said because they were afraid of me, but really they must have been getting suspicious and you knew they wouldn't let me stay in the casino. So you left me in the car for hours. Only years later, long after I told Papi, after the screaming matches and the divorce, did it hit me. You were breaking the law. That night at Peacock Casino, I thought I heard a cat scream. I ducked down in my seat just like you told me to do in an emergency. Inching up, I peeped outside and saw that it wasn't a cat at all, but two security guards kicking a skinny man out of the casino. He looked like you, but thinner and darker. The car door unlocked and opened. I jumped ready to scream, but it was just you. You slid in the car, squeezed my cheek and said, my little Miss Mango, such a good girl. I never thought I'd want to game again. I pointed at the man now sitting on the curb and crying. I asked, is he your brother? No. You gave a weird little laugh. Why do you say that cheeky? He looks like you. You sighed, patted my puffy hair, and started the ignition. No, Cheeky, he's not my brother. Did you make him cry? No. You pointed at the security guards as you steered us onto the street. The power people made him cry. The power people? The ones who can make you cry. They want to make you cry. That's what makes them the power people. I don't want them to make him cry. Well, lucky for you, Ray Ray, you can overpower all the power people combined. You can make them cry a lot. I can? You will. 
You smile. Someday you will. And you should. Goodbye. Have a great day. Goodbye. Have a great day. The great tit is a bird. That how.